The American Council of the Blind presents ACB Reports, a monthly news magazine containing topics of interest to people who are blind or have low vision. I'm Mike Duke. This month, an update from the National Library Service and a few important announcements. Welcome to the holiday edition of ACB Reports for December 2017. Begin this holiday edition of ACB Reports with some announcements. The CD edition of the ACB Braille Forum is being discontinued after the January 2018 issue of the magazine. The CD format will be replaced by an NLS-style digital cartridge. Note that with this format, each issue of the magazine must be returned in order to receive the next issue. Other format options for your ACB Braille Forum subscription include large print, Braille, podcast, a download from acb.org, or email. To sign up for the email subscription, send your email address to s-l-o-v-e-r-i-n-g at acb.org. If you currently receive the CD format, please let us know immediately which format you prefer as a replacement. If we do not hear from you, we will automatically transfer your subscription to the new digital cartridge format. You will need the Library of Congress digital talking book player to listen to this new format. If you do not have this player, contact your local National Library Service library. If you have questions or to make your format choice, contact Sharon Lovering in the ACB National Office at 1-800-424-8666 or send an email to s-l-o-v-e-r-i-n-g at a-c-b dot o-r-g. The annual mid-year meeting and legislative seminar of the American Council of the Blind will take place from Saturday, February 24th through Tuesday, February 27th, 2018 in Alexandria, Virginia. The weekend will begin with a board meeting of the American Council of the Blind on Saturday, February 24th, followed by the Affiliate President's Meeting on Sunday, February 25th, the Legislative Seminar on Monday, February 26th, and Capitol Hill Meetings with Legislators on Tuesday, February 27th. The hotel for these meetings is the Crown Plaza Alexandria, located at 901 North Fairfax Street, Alexandria, Virginia, 22314. Room rates before taxes are $117 per night. The hotel phone number is 703-683-6000. Visit acb.org or contact the National Office of the American Council of the Blind for additional information about this event. Whether you are an entering college freshman, an undergraduate student, a graduate student, or attending a technical college, the American Council of the Blind has great scholarship opportunities for students who are legally blind. Over $45,000 in scholarships are awarded to students each year by the American Council of the Blind. To be eligible, you must be legally blind in both eyes, maintain a 3.3 grade point average, and be involved in both your school and local community. As a scholarship winner, you will experience firsthand the ACB National Conference and Convention, where you will meet other students who share the same life experiences. You will create lasting friendships and network with individuals who understand what you are going through and can help you along your journey. The 2018 ACB scholarship application process is now open. 
The form must be submitted no later than 11.59 p.m. Central Standard Time on February 15, 2018. For more information, contact D. Thien in the ACB National Office at 800-866-3242. That's 800-866-3242. Or visit acbonline.org for additional information. The 2018 National Conference and Convention of the American Council of the Blind will be held in St. Louis, Missouri from Friday, June 29th through Friday, July 6th. Traveling to St. Louis will be easy and convenient for all conference and convention attendees. St. Louis is served by Lambert St. Louis International Airport and by all major airlines and several regional airlines. The airport abbreviation code is STL. St. Louis is also served by Amtrak, Greyhound, and Megabus. All three stop at the Gateway Transportation Center five blocks from the hotel. If taking Amtrak, be sure to specify that you want the downtown station. Make your hotel reservations at Union Station today. The room rate is $89 per night. Room tax is currently 16.92%. This rate applies to up to two guests in a king room and up to four guests in a room with two queen beds. To make your reservation by phone, call 314-231-1234. That's 314-231-1234. In order to obtain the conference and convention room rate, be sure to mention that you are with the American Council of the Blind. Each year during the conference and convention of the American Council of the Blind, attendees hear from Karen Kinninger. She is the director of the National Library Service for the Blind and Physically Handicapped in Washington, D.C. This year, she was introduced by ACB First Vice President Jeff Tom. It is really an honor to again have the privilege of introducing our next speaker. I've had that privilege several times. Um, Karen Kenninger is a leader in our community. She is one of us. She uh, knows our needs because she lives them, and she does as much as she possibly can to bring improvements about for us since reading is such an important part of all of our daily lives and information access. So, let's hear it for Karen Kenninger, Director of the National Library Services for the Blind and Physically Handicapped. It is once again a real pleasure to be here with you today. I have been in the position of Director of NLS for the last five years. And when I started, I had five areas that I really promised that I would work in. Those were to maintain the quality of the NLS product, to add more content than we'd been doing, to leverage technology to improve reading and delivery, and to improve Braille literacy through the library, and to expand our patron base. So since I'm asked to talk about what's new and what's happening, these are the topics that I'm going to cover. One of the things that I didn't anticipate when I first took the job, but which has become an integral part of NLS is the distribution of the currency reader program. We've been working with uh, Bureau of Engraving and Printing to distribute them, and I just wanted to let you know that we've distributed, I think, over 50,000 at this point. We have a staff that works on taking calls and working on that project. 
Another thing that we have, something that we have accomplished this past year is to release BART Express. Anybody here using BART Express? BART Express is intended for people who are PC-based users of BART who um, want a little better search function, um, better sorting function, and a much easier experience moving things from BARD onto their talking book machines or their devices of choice. We released that last fall, and it has been popular. If you don't know about it and if you think it would be useful to you, contact your network library. They can help you get it. How many of you are actually NLS users? All right. <laughs> And how many of you are BARD users? And how many of you are BARD mobile users? Okay, that gives me a good idea of who I'm talking to. So anyway, BARD mobile, we, have, we are BARD mobile. We're working to keep those maintained, both for Android and iOS. They keep changing things. You know, iOS keeps coming out with a new version every year, and then we've got to do stuff to, clean, to make sure that we're compatible. So we continue to work on those. We have had a website for many years, and that website has been intended for uh, accessibility, and it was accessible, but it was kind of old-fashioned. So as of July 10th, we are launching a new website for NLS. And we are looking for feedback on that. So if you uh, wanted to tell us anything about what you think about it, we'd be happy to hear about that. We think it'll be more visually appealing. We have accessible uh, video controls on it now and some of the other kinds of things that we were lacking before. We think the organization, we hope the organization will be easier to follow than we'd had. We kind of grew like Topsy before. So, and of course, it is fully accessible. And that was the top priority. Good looking and fully accessible, which you can do. So um, feedback is welcome again. I promised more content. And we are producing more new content each year. Um, this coming year, we expect to do about 1,000 commercial titles, uh, new commercial titles, as well as about 2,000 recorded titles that we've asked our, our vendors to actually record, like APH and whatnot, NLS recorded titles. We are working with recorded books to, uh, with their backlist this coming year to fill in series and to do Thank you so much. And to do some other things that will help to fill up series and just, so we're adding about a thousand of those this coming year too. So we are incre increasing the number of titles that we're producing. Uh, you all wanted our cassette titles move forward. So we have almost completed that process. There are about 37,000 of them. We will have all of them on BARD by the end of the summer. We're also beginning to address our foreign language uh, collection, which is not real robust, to say the least. We're looking at ways that we can improve that by getting materials from other libraries through the Accessible Book Consortium. And someday we might actually get to join Marrakesh and then we'd have more access. But that's not happening just now. Um, in the past year, we've added some magazines. We've added the O magazine and the AARP magazines based on customer requests and some other things. We are also working with the Internet Archive and Hadi Trust, they have bazillions of things available. And Internet Archive has kind of tried to coordinate with us before, but it hasn't been widely used. 
So we're looking at ways that Internet Archive and potentially HathiTrust, which have um, scanned millions of titles, that we would be able to make them more readily available to our patrons. That's something that's coming. It's not here yet, but we are hopeful. Technology is a big part of NLS. And one of the things that I'm working on at this point very hard and very successfully, I might add, with everyone's help, is to introduce a Braille e-reader to the NLS program. This has been a goal of mine since the beginning um, because I believe that with Braille e-readers we will be able to produce more content in NLS and we'll also be able to make more content available in Braille to people without having all of the drawbacks that Braille has come to represent, like bulk and the hassle of mailing and, and all of those things. So here's what's happening. Last summer, it was after the conventions, but last summer the legislation that governs what NLS can spend money on was changed to allow us to not only spend money on talking book machines, but also on other products, including refreshable Braille. So that legislation is now in place. They didn't give me any money with it, but at least we got that far. Another thing that has changed is that the cost of refreshable Braille is coming down. You heard some of that from our, our friends at, um, just now with regard to the VFO products. And that cost is coming down. New technology has been introduced. It's not, um, it's, it's new, it's brand new. Um, so what we are going to do initially, and thank you to Kim for this, we are going to be doing a pilot with Perkins. That Perkins is buying 200 Orbit readers, and we are going to be working together with them to pilot this concept for stage one of introducing it. We want to find out a lot of things about how this will fit into the program. We want to find out who will be using them. We want to find out how they'll be using them. We want to find out how much support the libraries will need to provide. We want to find out what kinds of materials people want to read on, on the digital Braille devices. We want to know um, what impact that will have on hard copy circulation. We have a whole lot of questions. We want to know what the features are that are the most important. So what we're going to do is this pilot, about six months worth, Kim will be selecting and distributing the readers to people and be working with Judy Dixon and, and NLS staff um, and Perkins staff together to answer a lot of these questions. Once we have those answers, we'll be prepared to move forward into our next expanded pilot. And for that expanded pilot, NLS will be purchasing units um, through a free and open competition, as we are federal people, and that's what we do. We're going to be working with probably eight of our network libraries to have an expanded pilot. We expect that to happen by the end of next summer. Um, nothing happens quickly when you are a Fed. I've learned this. It is one of my harder lessons. And then we are going to be asking for additional funds for 2019 federal fiscal year. And with those additional funds, we will be buying refreshable Braille devices to begin rolling them out as a 
part of the NLS program. Now these devices are going to be pretty simple. We're not going to try to get everything built into one device. Um, what we're going to be looking at, we know for sure, is the ability to read a BRF file, to read the, the format that NLS produces at this point. So um, they will be fairly simple. They will be able to handle um, the files to read off a cartridge, we believe. And then they will also be able to be Bluetooth to an iPhone or an Android device or whatever so that they, you could use it to read Braille um, on those devices as well. We will, of course, continue to produce hard copy Braille, um, at least for the midterm. We know that there will be some decrease in reading of hard copy Braille, but we also know that there will be people who won't take readily to the refreshable Braille device. At least we think that's the case. So we will be continuing uh, hard copy Braille as we go. Another thing that we have done with Braille this past year or two is to reintroduce tactile gra graphics. I may have mentioned this last year, but we have reintroduced tactile graphics in some of our materials. And if you have thoughts about the tactile graphics, I'd be interested in hearing them. We have many other things that I'm going to kind of skim through a little bit here. Talking book machines. We are going to be looking at the next generation of talking book machines. Now, the talking book machines that we have now are robust and sturdy and working very well for the most part. But eventually that stock is going to run out, and we want to do some new things with the talking book machines too. So we need to figure out whether we need to build our own talking book machine again. NLS has always done that or whether it makes more sense to buy a talking book player that would be produced on the market. So this summer we're actually going to be studying that question. Should we buy or should we build? We'll be making a decision by next, say, January, and then we'll move forward with regard to that decision. One of the things that we know we want to do is incorporate text-to-speech in the talking book machine so that if you want to read a book that is text, on your talking book machine, you'd be able to do that. We also know that we want to move towards wireless delivery. So those two things are for sure things that we're going to be incorporating into the next generation talking book machine. There will be others, but those two we know for sure. How soon we'll have that done? Probably another two or three years, I think. We've got some other pilots going on. One of the things, we had this, this report done by our good friends, the Government Accountability Office, and they generally come in and tell you what you need to do differently. Uh, and one of the things that they told us that we needed to find out was whether or not our patrons would accept text-to-speech, synthetic speech, as a vehicle for talking books. Now, let me hear from you just a quick how many of you think that you'd get just as good a book if you had text-to-speech as opposed to human-narrated books? How many of you? Thank you. This is my thought. However, it's cheaper. So there's some, some pressure to look at this. So what we're going to be doing this summer is a pilot test of synthetic speech with some of our patrons to see whether 
they have the same opinion that I have, which is that text-to-speech has a place. If you're going to read a cookbook, do I care whether it's dramatically rendered? Do I care? Not really. But if I'm going to read a romance novel, does it matter? Mm, maybe so. <laughs> so what we're going to find out is whether I'm just crazy or whether everybody feels the same way that I do. Because my vision of the NLS program going forward is that text-to-speech has a place. But that place is not for our core titles, that we would maintain our human-narrated core titles for the benefit of leisure reading, which is what we're all about. And that maybe there would be a secondary group of titles that maybe we couldn't produce in any other way that would utilize text-to-speech. We'll see how that all goes. But anyway, we're going to be studying that this summer. Another thing that we're going to be piloting is a duplication on demand system. What that means from the patron perspective is that you would get customized cartridges from your library. Instead of getting the cartridges that are kind of manufactured by NLS and sent to the libraries, the libraries would take a cartridge and they would put the books on the cartridge that you wanted to read specifically. And then they would send it to you. And when you got done with it, you'd send it back. Now, if you're already downloading, you're already customizing your, your books. But I know many, many people, and about 85% of the people we serve, actually, aren't using BARD. They're not downloading for whatever reasons. So we're looking, we're going to be piloting this customized cartridge concept this summer so that we can find out how it works in the library and so that we can also get feedback from the patrons about whether it's working for them. Iowa has actually taken the step of becoming the first shelfless library in the network. They are doing everything in terms of customized cartridges. Um, we'll see how that's working there and hopefully expand it because we have a lot of things on BARD that are not available on cartridges that NLS sends out. So it's going to be very helpful to have these customized cartridges so then you'd get, be able to get access not only to the, the stuff that's already on cartridge but primarily the things that we didn't put on cartridges including by the way the 3500 and counting locally produced talking books that we've got up on BARD now. So look for customized cartridges. Another pilot that we are working on is just kind of the preliminary way of figuring out what it's going to mean to do wireless delivery in the NLS network. I mean, it's kind of obvious at some levels, but we need to figure out what the usage would be. And this is, again, primarily for people who aren't already using BARD or aren't using the apps. So we're working on that this summer. We are playing with Alexa as well. We know there are some people who think it would be cool to read their talking books on Alexa. And so we're playing with that as well to see how that would work out. A couple other quick things which are not directly related to the service that you receive from NLS, but they do impact NLS, one of which is that we're going through a major renovation in our facility, which means that some of our people are located on Capitol Hill and some people are moving around in, on Taylor Street, and that should be finished in December. Again, it doesn't really affect your service, but it does affect our staff, and it might slow a few things down. We've also been basically given a building to move into, which is much, much closer to Cap. It's actually on Capitol Hill, and we are looking at the potential for moving into that building in the next five to seven years. So um, one other big thing that we are doing is to 
uh, advertise our program more. We have got money set aside for television and radio and multimedia advertising in order to increase the number of people who know about our service so that they can get the benefits of it. And you should be seeing online advertising of NLS services in the next, um, actually that started already, and it's been quite successful. And you also will start to see television and radio advertising uh, starting in January or February. So we're really hopeful that that's going to help people to learn about our program. I have a lot of other things, but I think it's time for your break. And you're all frozen, so I know you all want to step outside where you can warm up. So um, I will be speaking to Lua. We'll be having a more of an open conversation this afternoon. Anybody who wants to ask questions or provide feedback would be very welcome. So thank you all very much. That was Karen Kinninger, Director of the National Library Service for the Blind and Physically Handicapped, addressing the annual conference and convention of the American Council of the Blind on July 2, 2017, in Reno, Nevada. You've been listening to ACB Reports, heard on radio information services nationwide and throughout the world on acbradio.org. ACB Reports is produced at Radio Reading Service of Mississippi, a service of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Contact the American Council of the Blind online at acb.org or phone 800-424-8666. Thanks for listening, and please join us again next month for another ACB Reports. Thank you.